saying? Money is coming. Health is coming. Promotion is coming. Everything that you desire is in his will. It's already done. Look at your neighbor and say, it's already done. right now it's already done ain't no doubt about it ain't no doubt about it let me tell you something i was making captain crunch crunch and now i'm making false and flakes come on and give off the praise he's in the blitz i was making captain crunch and now i'm making false and flakes with the sugar on pop up come on and give off some praise i'm making it i'm making it look at your name and say give me the milk And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. This is Chris. This is Doyen. Yes. You know what? I think that's like one of the best intros we've done thus far. You really threw me off because you said, this is Chris. And I was ready to say, I'm Doyen. And then I got confused, but I was like, okay, I'm going to go. Well, see, I wanted to fight it up. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to shake it up a little bit. <laughs> I wanted to shake it up a little bit. I hate people. change. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. so anyway how's it going Doyen tell us what you're drinking I am drinking um a Paloma with Mike's hot honey so it's a honey infused with like chili and so I'm using that and a Paloma it's fun what are you drinking well, you're not gonna tell, you're not gonna tell us how your week's been, how your weekend was, how things are going. It's been cold, and that's it. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't every week. We're all out here being raw and vulnerable, and uh, every week. You if y'all follow us- me on Twitter, you see when I'm vulnerable. <laughs> okay it's okay. been a cold week <laughs> wow the sun well, is out which is good yeah i think i need to take vitamin d i need that <laughs> that's about it wait i meant to <laughs> yes. i've got to do better about being soundboard ready because <laughs> i should have played something like right behind that vitamin d but anyway <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, uh, yes, it has been cold here as well. Today was warmer. Uh, my week's been okay. Last week I was under the weather. So last week I had strep. This week I have tonsillitis. <laughs> so it's just like, okay. And, um, you know, I-, I feel better. Like last week towards the middle of the show, I was in pain. I'm not really having that right now. I've been, um, you know, taking my med, well, I was taking my medicine in too, but taking my medicine and doing the things that my doctor and I talked about doing, because of course she talked to me about getting my tonsils removed. And Zoe and I just don't know. I I, <laughs> I have all of my stuff. Okay. And I love, I want to keep my stuff. I got my appendix. I got my tonsils. I'm actually only missing one wisdom tooth. Like, and the only reason why that one got pulled is because I cracked it open in a fingernail polish bottle. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I just, I, I, I like to keep all my stuff. So I don't know, but she knows that I'm not, 
you know, leaning that she knows that I don't want to. So we're trying some alternative things. So I appreciate that. Funny enough, I was just telling my coworker this past week that like, I don't feel like I'm going to make it out with all my organs. Like, I just know that my appendix is going to explode. Something's going to happen with my spleen. I'm going to need to get rid of my gallbladder. I just know that I'm not (laughs) going to make it out with all of the organs that I came in with. I just, I I, I fully intend to be an organ donor, but while I'm here, I want all my stuff. I just, I just do. Um, So tonight I am again drinking a kind of toddy, only I am not using throat coat. (laughs) Tonight it is just peppermint tea and honey and a little bourbon. I really could have used some of that honey that you have. I bet that hot honey would have been good. Amazon. I don't know if I've ever tried hot honey. Yeah, it's delicious. I was hoping that I'm. So you're going to think it's delicious. You what? I think it's delicious. Sometimes I put it on pizza. It's like a little spicy. See, you didn't have to go there. You you didn't have to go there. Uh, We're talking about drinks. We're talking about things that make sense. Honey in tea. You want to bring up honey on pizza and doing That's not right. It is right. We're I'll not going to get into the whole pizza and pineapple yeah. debacle again, okay, which no. is not. Yeah, we got to keep this podcast together. But yes. um, I was going <laughs> to say, eat marshmallows. It's supposed to be good for like soothing your throat. That's all. Oh. That's hmm. like I'm a- part of what throat coat has in it is like marshmallow something. Oh, yeah. huh. I should probably read the ingredients since I drink it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I mean, I'm hopefully I don't go through this again, but it's, uh, I probably will. So I'm gonna remember to get marshmallows. Yeah, I pay attention to what I put in my throat. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> so the first thing on our current events, um, I wanted to feel sorry for the parents. But then I realized that they were on some bullshit, too. So, (laughs) in Cleveland, uh, this mother of a nine-year-old boy was arrested after he brought uh, weed gummies to school (laughs) so that his friends could have. And the thing about it is, like, I know how kids eat candy. So, and we know how weed gummies are supposed to be eaten. (laughs) And so that's just a bad combination all in all. Yes. To be like putting like five, six gummies in your mouth and you have like half the body size of most adults <laughs> and it has weed in it. <laughs> that was the part that gave me some questions because it's like if the kids like we know how edibles work mm-hmm. and we know how kids eat gummies. Hell, I know how I eat gummies. Mm-hmm. So they should have gotten like much sicker. Anyway, go ahead with the synopsis. So, okay, so I'm gonna start off with A just because that's important. Nine year old boy, his mom is 27. And so at first I was like, well, maybe she just left it out and didn't know. But then <laughs> turns out his aunt had gave him the gummies on Sunday night when his mom threw a party. And she gave it to him, the five-year-old and the six-year-old. And they say she was not in her right mind, according to police reports. 
But the mom saw the three kids with the gummies and didn't take it away. And then she just told them to go to bed. So these badass kids. <laughs> right. Right. Later that night, they were like, oh, these gummies spilled great. So they made up a whole plan. Where the a nine, whole scheme. Right. A nine-year-old went to the kitchen and told his mom he loved her. And first of all, what the fuck? Like, he's already nine <laughs> and using love as a weapon. <laughs> Niggas. Niggas. Um, and told his mom he loved her while the six-year-old grabbed the rest of the gummies. So, like, I just feel like everybody's in the wrong. Like, I don't understand why these kids are scheming for edibles. <laughs> I don't understand why the aunt gave it to them or the mom was like, just go to bed. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then for him to bring it to school for like show and tell. Well, I don't you think he I don't think he knew that they were edible. Like I don't think he knew they were edibles. It's just a bag of gummies. Do you think? I don't know. I don't think he knew. Not that you think, I don't think now he you mention it. It might have been a weed induced stupid activity. <laughs> but like I don't think he knew. He just I think he just brought it to school. I think he just thought, oh, bag of gummies, I'm going to take this to school. But, like, share. I don't know. Cause the Especially if mom it. takes it from you. It's like, why are you taking this from me? It must be hella good. Not like a normal bag of gummies. I don't feel like I would contrive to, like, take a normal bag of gummies to school as a kid. Like, it is what it is. Well, also, though, these kids aren't living in the same situation. Uh-huh. And they don't operate the same way <laughs> that you probably did. So they're like, okay, let's take this bag of gummies to school. Here's a treat. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the teacher, fi- well, okay. Are you? Do you want to continue the synopsis? Um, you can go ahead. <laughs> well, the teacher finds like the half empty bag or something in the garbage i don't know and then she tells the principal and they figure out who it is several of the students were complaining of stomach aches not all the parents took their children to the hospital the nine-year-old is the only one who tested positive for thc at the hospital i just think that either either the gummies like either someone sold the aunt some <laughs> bogus gummies <laughs> or you know because like i said we know how kids eat gummies we know how we eat gummies they should have been sick but they weren't like they complained about maybe a stomach ache but that's probably because you ate too much candy i just think it would have been worse so my first question was uh did the teacher keep any because i'm just saying like <laughs> she said it was half empty <laughs> I mean, I would probably turn that bag in with like two gummies in it. Like, I guess they ate all of them. (laughs) And then I wondered, like, the mom. I mean, listen, we can point fingers here, but I'm just saying, this shit whooped their ass for going up to that school and telling her business because these kids was talking about the party that their mom had and how everybody was there drinking and smoking. And you know what? When I told your little ass to go to bed, you should have went to bed and stayed there. Right. Stay like, there. You, don't be at this school telling these folks my business. Right. <laughs> but the MVP award goes to the aunt. When the police came to question her 
Oh, girl pulled off a smooth panic attack <laughs> to avoid getting arrested. <laughs> I said, that's my G. <laughs> she was not arrested, police said. She was not going down. Police was, was just like, what, what the fuck is <laughs> They sound like the most annoyed people. I don't even, there wasn't even any quotes from them, but they just sounded so annoyed with the whole situation. They were just like. Right. <sighs> right. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Um, please don't feed your kids edibles to try to get them to go to please sleep don't. during a party. Oh, <laughs> there has to be something else. There's, you know, NyQuil. Okay, okay, we're gonna move on. And Sorry, strike I'm that. just kidding. Please let me babysit your kids. I don't know. No. <laughs> I will not drug them. I promise. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, moving along to the next topic. So, the reflections of Doyen do not always reflect the ideas of the show Poor Life Decision. So here, I I recanted. I, I said I wasn't going to drug anybody's kids. It's all good. It's all good. So, uh, this has been another busy week in blackface. Yes, Lord. This is February. Last February is so great. We had Black Panther. Just so much. Yeah, that's what I kept thinking. <laughs> Last Black History was amazing. Yeah. This year just... This year is just uh, flaming garbage can. But basically, started off with Gucci in this sweater that is supposed to be... They said it was inspired by a ski mask, but like basically the neck part reaches up to like half of your face and they put like you know the red lips that you see in blackface on that and so they put it out there people like we shall not have it to they just it's just i you know it's like please i don't see how you didn't see that this was blackface but Please put more black people at the table. Like, that's ridiculous. Right. And um, yeah. And honestly, I was listening to something on NPR. They were talking about like how the history of blackface, like, is such a like undercurrent that people don't realize how much it just keeps coming up. So like even when you think about Mickey Mouse with his white gloves, it was kind of mm-hmm. About the minstrel yeah. shows and stuff like that. And so... Yes. Especially early Mickey and the way he danced and everything. Right. Yeah. But it's just like, y'all, just just don't do it. Like, <laughs> um, And then the other one was Montclair. Montclair? Mm-hmm. Anyways. Montclair. You're right the first time. <laughs> so basically, they have this thing that looks like a penguin, but super looks like blackface. <laughs> and they had it like all uh, over their line like on jackets you know t-shirts all kinds of stuff and it was just like that's, that's our major fail music i couldn't find it at first <laughs> first time so um they are actually like a french brand but they're yeah, so they had this thing that looks like a penguin, and it looks like older cartoon days, but those older cartoon days were emanating blackface. <laughs> so, you know, like, they apologized they had, and dropped it, but I was just like, why? 
<laughs> and they they apologized eventually. At first, they were like, "Oh no, it's not blackface. It's the face of our penguin, and his name is Malfi or something like that." Oh no, it's the it's the face of our penguin. And then I pulled up the penguin. And I'm like, "Dude, your penguin is in blackface. Like, right. it's it, it is no better. Penguins no have better." Pinks. <laughs> Yes, red, orange, big red lips. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Everybody just needs to do better. Yeah. Just do better. And I found myself like praying, you know, please, Beyonce, rescue us from this pitiful Black History Month that we're having thus far. Um, one Beyonce has a history of dropping gems for us during Black History Month. Yeah, and so. I'm praying that we get the album we deserve <laughs> soon. <laughs> um, I honestly am not expecting. I'm not either, but come on. I need something. Yeah. Something? I don't know. Show us show us some official pictures of the twins. That'll help. That'll help. It'll help. Um, hopefully we'll get... Let me see how many days. I have a countdown for this. There are... Um, 156 days till Beyonce presents Lion King. So hopefully mm-hmm. <laughs> we will get, okay. um, you know, maybe a trailer or something soon. I'll just have to take what I can so get. She is lifting us up with her Instagram pics. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, and then she even commented a couple yeah, times. Yeah, she had a whole caption oh, that's for Kelly's birthday. But <laughs> I was like, it's an invite. Well, I'm sure it was personal <laughs> to Kelly, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so moving along, speaking of the Carters, so Jay-Z actually has been very helpful in paying for things for um, 21 Savage's legal troubles. So shout out to him. And I know they were talking about also um, he paid for like big meals, legal costs and he paid Lil Wayne's taxes once (laughs) yeah and they all were like you know like Meek tweeted and he's like I know that Jay wouldn't want y'all to know this and I think that's the best part about it is that he does it and then he doesn't brag about it he doesn't you know it's not for show it's really to help the people who need the help you know if he would and he's like be willing to pay my student loans that'd be great Um, well, it seems like uh, (laughs) that justice reform, uh, people who are facing legal issues, that seems to be where he leans to. I remember he started a fund for incarcerated mothers. And um, I I don't know if it's ongoing or if it was just around Mother's Day, but I remember I donated because it was like there were so many mothers who were being held on bonds that they couldn't afford. But some of the bonds were like five hundred dollars, you know, four hundred dollars. So it was kind of like to raise the money and get these moms out in time for Mother's Day. And so I don't know if that's ongoing, but I know that he does do a lot of um, grassroots things like that. And I'm just glad 21's yeah, home. So he got out. Was it today or yesterday? Uh, I don't remember. I'm yeah. just happy. Happy. <laughs> uh, he was held in ice custody for nine days. But then he was released. Uh, it was yesterday because I remember. Released on bond. And so they're working on it. 
um, getting him a work visa, which is a little funny to me because it's like, I guess he's working, but I don't think of it as working. But, yeah, he's rapping. That is working. That is, he is working. (laughs) And he, and he had already applied for his work visa. Like they left that part. It's just the more, the more that comes out, the more I really do believe that they simply arrested him because he started speaking out about things. That's just the way it seems. The more that comes out. Because they knew here illegally already and he wasn't hiding he had already applied for a work visa like he was already trying to straighten this whole thing out yeah and he actually got a lot of well there's one producer just shouted him out in the grammys and then um post malone maybe yeah he, somebody he wore a t-shirt with much, him yeah. on there yeah post malone did I actually expected more people yeah. to speak out or say something, but you know, what ifs? Um, to well, I'm gonna talk about the Grammys now since we're talking about it. I noticed uh, Beyonce and Jay Z weren't there, and while they were, the Grammys like usually they nominate them for a lot more than they do, but they only nominated them for three things, and they won one. And the thing that they won was on like the pre Grammy show. So they're like, we don't have to come here. <laughs> and I feel like their presence was missed <laughs> in the Grammys. Yeah. I'm going to have to the Grammys and talk about just what people won. But um, overall, I was most excited about Cardi B. <laughs> uh, I was excited about her yes. performance. I was so excited that she won Best Rap Album. I was just. Uh, I'm just so happy for her. And yeah, she's the she is a dream of every love and hip hop artist out there. (laughs) (laughs) In the studio, but don't be coming out with nothing. (laughs) Always shooting scenes in the studio. (laughs) I was really proud of her as well. Um, I did not watch the Grammys, but I went back and watched a lot of the performances and so I watched hers. She killed yeah. it. I mean, it was beautiful. It was amazing. Offset was looking at her like he wanted to eat her up right there on stage. And then later on, did you see like on Instagram later on that same night she posted like her baby finally said yeah. mama. It's like she won a Grammy <laughs> and then her baby said mama all in the same night. And she was just crying. Aww. And I was crying because <laughs> it was just so, like she finally said mama. <laughs> So it was just a beautiful night for Cardi, and she deserved Um, So I did watch probably a strong half until I got bored and dis- did other things. I will say, because Alicia Keys did a bit where she was playing on two pianos and singing, and I was like, oh, I love this Alicia Keys. Like, I feel like when she tries to branch out away from that. She did a really good job. <laughs> that's what I don't like, but I love when she's on that piano and singing. It's yeah. Um. Her voice sounded good. Like, she did a good job. I was a little worried, but she did a good Um, job. I was... I knew that this wasn't going to be about nothing, but it was also annoying to watch was a Motown tribute. (laughs) (sighs) It's just like, it's kind of like when white churches sing gospel songs, and it's like, you got all the notes right, but you just don't have the soul behind it. And that's right. what ha- I don't know why they chose J Lo to be the Motown tribute person. I just don't. I don't get it. 
And, you know, I try all the time I say on here, you can't tell people how to spend their money. You can't tell people how to make their money, whatever. But I really don't understand why she didn't. She should have turned it down. Like, and I don't I don't want to say what she should have done, but I just don't understand it. And once again, I watched everything after the fact. So we were talking about it in one of my group chats and um, Robin, friend of the show, Warned me ahead of time that she was going to salsa it up at the end. So I was prepared for all of that. I'm just going to say this. (laughs) As far as performance goes, she did what J-Lo does. And that's fine. I like J-Lo. She got some hits. Waiting for tonight. You know, I I like J-Lo. And she... (sighs) That is... (laughs) we're talking about songs oh Oh my god i like her rom-com (laughs) it was disrespectful to me you know Smokey robinson made a statement and i did not read what he said because i said to myself i do not want to get upset with i don't want to get upset about motown with someone who was there for the beginning of Motown. And I want to respect his, I want to respect his role and I want to respect his opinion. Mm -hmm. So I didn't read it, but (laughs) cause I knew it was going to be some, so whatever. And then people were saying, Oh, but music is Mm -hmm. colorblind and music doesn't know color. And you know what? It doesn't, but the industry does. And that is the exact reason why Motown had to be created. So it was just, it just felt real disrespectful to me that you didn't have black artists portraying something that was built for black artists. And it really pissed me off because it's like, well, goddamn, I can't even have what's mine. This one is mine that I created for me because you wouldn't let me in. And I can't even have that. I just feel like. Then she salted it up at the end. Jennifer Hudson in it. <laughs> okay. There's so many people that could have brought it. I the Grammys just they are the uh case study of how to do things wrong on the regular. That just that you just cannot tell me that somebody black was at the table when they made that decision. I just I just felt but, to that. Um I did like Miley Cyrus doing the Dolly Parton tribute. Mm. Oh my God. <laughs> Speaking of that though, <laughs> that was something that that Robin said in the group chat. Well, I can't remember if it was him or Shonda, but one of them were like, if that's the way the Grammy's gonna do it, why they didn't let Ashanta sing the Dolly Parton tribute? <laughs> and I thought that would have started right. <laughs> But speaking of Miley, hearing Miley sing, hearing Miley stick to her country bag right. does my soul so good. I love when she sticks to what she that's, is good at. That's my favorite. <laughs> the other stuff, I don't know. She had me mad at Jolene. Right. And even if they were going to pick a non-black person, they could have done somebody with like a little bit more soul to their voice. Like... um and normally that's what they do when they pick them up. You know, they have their go-to. They'll go to Megan Trainer or uh, Tori Kelly. You know, they, they have their go-tos. I don't know. Yeah, what Tori Kelly would have been good. I really Jojo. don't. 
Jojo would have been fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyways, as far as I just I winners know. go, I didn't care about much outside of the R and B. Uh, finally, Shallow won something because it should have won something. <laughs> and I thought about you. I thought about you. I said, "Doya finally got one." <laughs> I was shocked at when I was just going through the list and for the best traditional pop Willie Nelson album one. I, I thought Willie Nelson was a country mm-hmm. singer. I mean, I guess you can jump John. I, like I mean, it's not like people don't do it all the time. <laughs> uh, like, okay. I mean, I, there's still is that. I old, mean, I didn't think like about Tony it that Bennett, way. Barbara Streisand, Willie Nelson, they're older people. <laughs> They just wanted to. I didn't think about it that way, but okay, okay. Um, I mean, I can. Who is Dua Lipa? (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) And I wasn't even gonna attempt to say that name because I was like, Dupa. I don't know. I don't know. But there was her and Chloe and Hallie. (laughs) Can you pick somebody we don't know? Okay. (laughs) So. That was, I'm glad you brought that up because that was a question I meant to ask at the, at the top of running through the Grammys. So one thing that I don't like about the Grammys is that they're extremely inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So you tell me what you think, Doyen. Awards, they say, are given mostly towards artists or albums that had the biggest impact of the year, that had the biggest reach, not necessarily on talent. But some of the awards they give, I mean, I have to assume otherwise. Because Chick that won Album of the Year, I don't really know her music. I don't understand. So I can only assume that that's based off talent. Like, you're going to tell me that Dua Lipa, whatever her name is, I don't want to mispronounce anybody's name, but you're going to tell me that she had more reach than Chloe and Haley? Like they had like they were part of a major motion movie soundtrack and they sang like the beautiful at the super bowl <laughs> they did which i'm sure these decisions were made by the end but but i'm just saying they they're they're reaching their scope is far more wide and they are super talented. Like, I can't, I don't know who this person is. I don't want to knock somebody's yeah. talent that I haven't heard, but. Um, I honestly, as a medium to strong Beehive member, um, I have a lot of beef <laughs> with the Grammys because they will never give Beyonce yeah. her album of the year. Like, when they did give it to her for Lemonade, I was like, she ain't never going to get it. Because she crossed genres yeah. with that. She hit every genre with Lemonade. Right. Like she and, hit them all. I mean, I get it because that was a year that Adele came out with her album. And we don't know when she's going to come out with another album. And I understand that that's why they gave it to her. But at the same time, Adele's album really felt like, here's your album, damn. Like, <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> y'all keep asking me for this album, damn, like, here it is. Like, it was not as strong as 21. It was just like, hi, I'm here again just so that y'all leave me alone and I can go raise my kid in peace. Unlike Lemonade. (laughs) (laughs) So since then, like, the Grammys, I've always been, like, kind of just 
miffed at them. Last year, like Kendrick Lamar and Jay-Z got nominated for so many things and then they gave album of the year. They gave pretty much everything to Bruno Mars who made music that was very similar to black music two decades ago. You know, like, so it's just like, mm, I'm tired of it. Okay, so what we're not going to do is... I love Bruno, Bruno Mars, Mars, but at the same time, the music was very similar to music that did not win Grammys. Well, he said that, that it was a it was a tribute to yeah, New Jack Swing. But Swain. they didn't win Grammys. And so, <laughs> they you know. weren't going to win Album of the Year. But I understand that last year they were trying to make a big move to be like, oh yeah, we love people of color. <laughs> I don't know. They get on my nerves. <laughs> yeah, I, they they mess up when they do things like that because they just start randomly picking. Like, it doesn't make sense. And one thing that I also didn't notice, that, I, or maybe that I didn't know before, was that they do ties. Yeah. This is- like, I... I never, I guess maybe I just over. Yeah, I looked at the one tie this year. I was like, huh? (laughs) There were, I want to say there were two and they both were, I mean, I could be, I could have that wrong, but it seemed like in my head, I told myself that there were two and that they were both though in like black. So I see um, the best traditional R&B performance. There was a tie between Leon Bridges Mm -hmm. and Pete. and then the other one is uh, rap. And so it's like, so who, you know what? I don't, I don't even want to get into it. Just whatever. Just take your little trophy. Be happy about it. That's why they cut Drake's speech off. And, <laughs> and they were like, and later on, they're like, oh, we thought he was done. You knew he wasn't done. But okay. <laughs> you knew he wasn't done. I just... <laughs> but he also pulled a slick move too because they offered to let him come back and finish. He was like, nah, that's okay. I said all I had to say, but he was going to use right. that to his advantage, which I don't blame him because they definitely did that shit on purpose. Screw y'all. excited about Cardi B. <laughs> How about that? I mean, that? it was Cardi's night. It's been, it's been Cardi's year. It was Cardi's night. And like, just seeing her do well makes me feel like my little sister's doing well. Like I, I'm really happy. Yeah. It's interesting that Tori Kelly won best gospel album. <laughs> I did not know that she put out a gospel <laughs> album. I meant, to, I meant to add, when I saw that, I was like, I need to say, does Doria know about this? Um, <laughs> I'm going to check it out. To 90s gospel albums. <laughs> um, oh, I mean, I same. Love it, like, same. Same. <laughs> That was first of all, the nineties was just the best time for music, period. If and like, I album was, cover had somebody's face like completely photoshopped where there's no pores, that's that album is gonna be bomb, I'm telling you. <laughs> or if they're or if they're <laughs> hugging themselves, like the Clark sisters, like they each one have that where I'm hugging myself. With the with the yeah, that's how you know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like that's how you know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, moving along. So, I don't know if people are bored running out of stuff to steal, but in, J- in Japan, they just stole a whole bunch of bonsai trees. <laughs> and I'm like, what? But, to be fair, I think people <laughs> are spending a lot of money on these. So, there's one that was, like, supposed to be worth $90,000. And then I'm like, I hope you're watering this $90,000 tree, because 
left to me, I would have stole it. Well, I mean, they stole they stole ninety thousand dollars worth mm-hmm. of inventory. Yeah, so it was more than just one tree. The reason, the only reason why I liked this article <laughs> was because my mom bought me a bonsai tree, and that bitch dead. <laughs> like I did the best I could. They are very persnickety. <laughs> They are. They are very temperamental. And my mom bought it for me. Oh, this is to help you with stress. This tree is stressing <laughs> me out. <laughs> they are very persnickety. And I just love that the owners were like, well, please make sure you're watering. <laughs> like that was their concern. They wanted to make sure the thieves knew to water the trees. Like, please make sure you're watering them and you're taking care of them. And like, you have to right. water them from the That's bottom. It's just complicated. It's just complicated. Speaking it's a lot of, of work. Things. It's a lot of work. Um, so my coworker's birthday was this week, and I was like, I'm gonna buy her something. It's just really unnecessary. So I bought her a betta fish. <laughs> so okay. the thing about it is, like, everybody comes by and tells us a story about how they killed their fish, <laughs> and so we all have a lot of anxiety about this betta fish. <laughs> Because he's so pretty. Oh, Lord. I to die. But <laughs> that just reminded me of Prince Nickety stuff. Surely <laughs> you can Google something or she can Google something. Like, yeah. I don't know. Because all the people that have beta fish, I'm sure there's some tricks to keeping. Yeah, you just, it's a big thing is keeping their water to the perfect pH balance for them. And then he doesn't seem to like his food, so we're probably going to have to buy him something else. But. This is about to be the most spoiled beta fish. <laughs> right. Like beta fish are supposed to be picky. I mean, we even created a beta fish Instagram account. So <laughs> we are full of shit. But here we are. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Anyways, um, so please return these bonsai plants if you don't know how to take care of them. That's all I'm saying. So moving along to our someone something, I'm really excited to talk about this because I just love young people seeing the next generation already being dope. So Marcy Martin, she is um um most people know her from Blackish. But basically she came up with this movie concept. And um the major studio got the first look and was like, cool, let's go with it. <laughs> And even, like, her casting's awesome. So I know, like, Issa Rae is in it, which is always one of my favorite people. Yeah. And she's in it. Um, Regina Hall's in it. And it's basically, by the way, the movie's called Little. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen the trailer. I'm sure you're playing it. I'm seeing it with all your friends, maybe some kids. Doesn't matter if you bring the kids or not. But <laughs> I'm just so happy for her. Not only did she get to do her own film but then the studio turned around and offered her her very own production deal so that's like a big deal and I think that I I I don't want to misquote but I think she's like the youngest person to ever have her own like production deal with um yeah is it universal yeah with universal and she has her own company, uh, Genius Productions, and Universal is going to give them the go ahead to, you know what, you can develop scripted projects. You can green light other people's projects. We're just going to let you be and your we best self. are going to come so, to these movies with the vengeance of Black Panther. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Yes. Like I, I am ready. I am ready. And she, um, they, she's already got her next film ready. It's called Step Monster. So of course it's going to be with her trying to figure out, you know, this whole step parent situation. And like, this girl is working. Like, I am so proud of her. And you know what? Going, <laughs> it makes me, because, you know, everything makes me think of me. <laughs> have you seen those videos of her when she was a little girl singing Beyonce? No, oh, goodness. I'm going to have to find some and send them to you. So there's like little video clips of her trying to sing Love on Top mm-hmm. when she's a little girl. And she's always been just so full of personality. And it just makes me think, you know... Why didn't my parents cater <laughs> to my strengths? <laughs> it's like, why didn't my parents see me performing, lip syncing, jumping off of furniture? Why didn't they see that and say, you know what we got on our hands here? A star. And put themselves into developing my career. Because her mom saw something in her as a little bitty girl and said, yep, we're going to take this all the way. That's all I'm saying. I just don't understand why. I could not have that. Uh, Growing up, I had two much older siblings that were out of the house by the time I, you know, remembered things. But so basically when I was growing up, it was about five of us in the house. And um, we thought we were the Jackson Five. And so (laughs) we used to try to make music videos. My brother had us in a room once um, with a fan and some baby powder trying to make smoke. Until we turn on the light and saw the <laughs> I love it. We I love <laughs> it. We were extremely talented. Um, oh. We should be famous. I have been trying to figure out how to be famous my entire life. But <laughs> I'm just saying, if our parents would have seen our talent for what it is. <sighs> we're going to get famous off of this podcast. And then I'm going to branch off and make my Oprah podcast. And it's going to be great. <laughs> go ahead girl go so moving along thing. to my poor li- our poor life decision not mine it's it's ours i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> there's no i in team <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there is me <laughs> well, anyways. Uh, our poor life decision this week is about contagious emotions and because Chris is a guru. I'm going to let her tell us about it. A guru of oh, wow. emotions. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. Okay. So we all have experienced emotional contagion. We all know about like you get to work or you get to the spot wherever you're going and you're in a pretty decent mood. But someone else is in a crappy mood and then they pull you down. Or we may be, you know, not having the best day and someone walks in the room with this great spirit and it lifts us up. Or, you know, (laughs) maybe you were the one who entered the room and brought everybody down. (laughs) And I can go ahead and say, I'm willing to admit, I have. Nobody likes me. But. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody likes a Debbie Downer. But what we're going to do today is talk about ways to protect ourselves from catching other people's emotions and other people's moods. So 
before we jump into that, I just want to quickly talk a little bit about the science behind emotional contagion so that you know, like, this isn't just something we just pulled out of the sky. (laughs) So emotional contagion dates all the way back to 400 BC and Hippocrates. And the article talked about um, (laughs) how Hippocrates noticed that women would transfer hysteria to one, you know, to one another. And then I just stopped reading because we are not going to get into the history of women being diagnosed with hysteria. <laughs> like, damn it, I have emotions right. and it's natural. <laughs> but just so you know, that's how far this dates back. And by like the 1700s, researchers begin to notice that people mirror the smiles and frowns they see on someone else's face. And we do this all the time when we're walking down the street. You know, somebody smiles at me, I smile back, whatever. But it wasn't until the past several decades that scientists have really begun to understand the dynamics behind um, these exchanges. So researchers from Yale found out that emotions don't just jump from like one person to another, but they also influence the group dynamic. And interestingly enough, you have people who are more susceptible to taking on emotions and you have people who excel at emitting bad emotions and or not bad emotions, but just emotions, period. One point they also made is that interestingly enough, which I didn't think this was like, (laughs) I didn't think this was shocking at all, but negative emotions are usually more infectious than positive ones. Mm -hmm. It's like, duh. (laughs) But yeah, you have those who are more vulnerable at catching them and you have others who excel at emitting emotions. People who are expressive, dramatic, um, strong personalities, those people send stronger signals, while people who may be more attentive, more empathetic, they're more of an observer, those are people who tend to pick up the emotions of others. And I don't think we're surprised by that either. And so as you um, as you can just guess, emotional contagion can create a roller coaster of emotion. But the trick is to strengthen our ability to not adopt what we feel coming off someone else. So that's just a little quick synopsis of like, hey, there is actual science of research behind this. Of course, as always, we're going to link the uh, article that has all the citation for all the research. So Doyen, are you ready to jump into how we can protect um, I will ourselves? note to start, I am an ENFP. I'm an empath. And sometimes, like even earlier today, I was like, I'm in a funk. And not really sure why. And I don't know how to unpack it. Because it might be for me. It might be from other people. <laughs> and See, you are already doing the work. So like, yeah, like, <laughs> You're already doing the to work. To be mindful, like we talked about, about what's going on with you. But then you also, as somebody that relates with people, you also have to think about how your relations with people affect your own emotions. Yeah. It it makes me better as a person when I really do take that step back and think about other people's emotions that have might be affecting me and trying to figure out why I'm in a bad mood, which is uh, a game up unto itself all the time. (laughs) Listen, 
You know, sometimes I feel like you and I just share a brain. I don't know if that's good, I don't know if that's bad, but you just walked right on into like the, you just like walked right on into the next section. You know, the next article starts right off the bat with saying, "Listen, catching your friends' emotions isn't always bad. Sharing emotions can help you better understand what someone is going through, and." It can help your friend feel validated in whatever they're feeling. However, the moves of those around you can seriously impact your own. So we're going to talk about how we can protect ourselves from catching unwanted feelings. Because if I'm feeling down, then I might be up, you know, sometimes I feel that yeah. I want to stay down. <laughs> we all know I have a crying playlist. So sometimes when I'm down, like I'm not down enough to really get the tears out, I go to my crying playlist because I like to listen to sad music when I'm sad so I can be sad while I'm sad. <laughs> so they give us five ways to protect ourselves really quickly. The first one is to recognize what's going on. The second one is don't take it personally. The third one is try to flip the script. Number four is bring on the self-care. And number five is if you're the one infecting others, let's acknowledge it. So let's zoom back up to the first one and dive on in. <laughs> All right, Doyen. So you talked about recognizing what's going on. Do you struggle with that um, one? I think I am usually in the place of being in the funk before I sit back and decide to really unpack what's going on, <laughs> if that makes sense. So, yeah. um, I mean, there are, I'm a very big fan of protecting my space. So there's some people who exhaust me. There's some people who are so full of anxiety that it gives me anxiety. And so you might not see me as much mm -hmm. <laughs> because I, yeah. I recognize that yeah. pattern and I know that to be around you is an emotional drain and I can only, you know, limit my exposure to that. That was the main point behind the first step, recognizing what's going on. You have to stop and recognize, okay, hey, am I feeling anxious about, or, I'm, or am I feeling upset about something that's really going on with me? Or am I picking up off of someone else? And so, and then you decide what you need to do. Do you need mm -hmm. to make a change? <laughs> like do, maybe do I need to find a new job? Mm -hmm. Is this place bringing me down? Or like you said about protecting your energy, they said maybe you just need to move around and get around some more positive energy and that you should just yeah. respond accordingly. I think I've gotten pretty good at picking out whether it's really me or if I'm picking up someone else's projection. The second one is probably the most difficult one. <laughs> Don't take it personally. <laughs> It's so hard. It's so easy to take so everything I, personally. I really, like, I love you so much and I don't want to put the spotlight on I, I take everything personally. And sometimes it really just is me speaking out and, you know, reaching out to somebody and realizing that, like, they got their own shit going on. So they're not even mad at me. But in my mind, I have created a whole, like relationship breakdown <laughs> listen there was this tweet and i started to send it to you and i was like uh, i don't know a lot of words <laughs> but it was like it was like everybody you know how they do that everybody or no one or whatever and it was like the cancer is like hey you want to come over and hang out today and the friend is like uh not really i don't really feel like living in the house do you want to come over here and then the cancer is like 
mm, not really. And then they show like hours in between. And the next thing, the cancer's like, are you mad at me? <laughs> That's like my key question in the world. Like, are you mad at me? Like, I just... <sighs> Y'all, I love Goya so much. Like, I can't explain it. And it's so, like, I know that your feelings are serious. And I know that, like, you seriously, but it's just so cute. I make so so much stuff in my head. Like, I'm trying to take... (laughs) I try to take her feelings seriously. I really do. But, like, it'll be something, like, I don't know. I'll say pineapple on pizza is gross. And then, (laughs) and then, like... A few minutes later, are you mad at me? Am I so, did I I love it. I love it. But, you know, that was the thing. It's just like, don't take it personally. And I know for me, like, that is the first thing. You know, when you, when you have a friend come around, you acting funny, or you see, you know, your supervisor at work and they're upset. The first thing, when my, when my supervisor's pacing around work up, <laughs> upset, the first thing I think is, oh, shit, okay, what? What did I not do? What did I not turn in? What did I say? You know, my mind starts going through like a whole bunch of stuff. And so, (laughs) but you have to stop and remind yourself that I didn't do anything to this person and it probably didn't have anything to do with me, but that's not always easy. Like that's, that's not always easy to do out the gate. Yeah. And I am trying to be more aware of myself and not be like that off the gate, <laughs> but I will I will pick up whole duels and wars in my head and then finally I have a little <laughs> alcohol in my system like, hey, are you mad at me? <laughs> but you know what, Doyen, to that point, it is far better to go ahead and ask because I hate when, because I've had friends assume I was mad at them and act accordingly because they think I'm mad so now they have an attitude and it's like girl I, they somebody was in my parking spot this morning <laughs> I am not even thinking about what my <laughs> like they ran out of my favorite chips in the vending machine and that whole day is ruined I'm not mad at you I am brewing um, over this so I think it's yeah. better to ask and get it out there like I tell my friends all the time First of all, don't ever walk around thinking that I got a problem with you because trust and believe I'm going to come to you. I think it's better to say, instead of thinking, oh my God, are they mad at me? Just say like, are you mad at me? And then so I I think um, (laughs) at the end of the day, we are all walking around. It's like emotional chaos. And so what you assume is probably not true. So you can at least ask. And if they are mad at you. <laughs> I mean, be friends. <laughs> so, step number three tells us to try to flip the script. One thing they stated that is so true people don't always feel better when they talk about what's going on with them. So, if you see a friend that's having a hard time, ask them or, or say to them, you know, I know this is a hard time. Do you want to talk about this or would you rather, you know, let's talk about something else. Let's do something else. Uh, Do you want to go out tonight? Do you want to stay in? I'll come over. Let's watch a movie. You know, try to take their minds off of it. I'm not going to do this whole podcast about how to talk to me, but there's a good time. There's a good mix of sometimes your friend wants to talk about that thing that's bothering them and work through it with you. 
But then there's also other times that you can be like, hey, you know, I get it. What do you want to do to feel better? Let's watch yeah. Black Panther. And I, and I am really... <laughs> <laughs> yes, always a mood booster. And I guess because I'm, a, I'm the oldest of six, I am very uh, mothering to my friends, even my friends who are older than me. And I try not to be because I realize that sometimes it gets on their nerves, but I am going to, if you aren't, if your behaviors aren't the same as they've always been, I'm going to ask you, are you okay? And even if you say, yeah, I'm fine. I'm still probably going to turn around (laughs) like in a couple (laughs) of hours and be like, are you sure you're okay? You know, I'm here if you need anything. Like I try, you know, especially people that I just like feel a connection to, and I try to tone it down because I realize that it gets on <laughs> other people's nerves, but it's my way of saying, Hey, I recognize it. I see it. You're not going through this alone and I'm here. So the number four step is to bring on that self care tells you to actively do something to self soothe. So any suggestions, okay. Doyen? <laughs> For me, I love watching bullshit reality shows. <laughs> I like getting mad at somebody else yeah. that has nothing to do with me. And if it's a situation like you're at work and someone has like, <laughs> it's like sometimes there's a mood cloud that comes into the room and just Like it gets all in your pores and all in your essence, like, you know, and I like to, I almost always have my earbuds in at work at that time. Like I like to switch up what I'm listening to my (laughs) go-to, my go-to for when I really like need to cheer up. It's mostly Disney tunes. Um, (laughs) I love Disney tunes. I also like today I listen to like show tunes at work because I like show. So if I'm mad at work, there's two things. There's a meditation called fuck that. (laughs) It's on YouTube. You can look it up. Uh, And I will definitely link it. And also um, just like gangster rap, like trap type music. It has yes. nothing to do yes. with my upbringing or <laughs> my daily activities, but it's just like sometimes it's just like it's so inappropriate. And it just gives me glee <laughs> to listen to it. <laughs> it is very appropriate. What do you mean? My mom, like I, my mom always asks me, like, why do you listen to that when you're right. upset? I'm like, because I need to get it out. And I need to let these people know that I'm not playing with them. I keep the tool on me at all times. (laughs) Like that's that's my gangster. I I have no gangster. Keep the tool on me, but okay. (laughs) I I wish that you could see my face right now, because I because I keep that thing on me. Okay. You could not say that in that cute voice. Don't make me. No one's gonna be afraid. You cannot say that in that cute little voice. Okay, that's uh, gonna be a surprise. I had like, (laughs) it's like what you got in there, Max. Pull out that thing. 
Okay. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> See, this is what you you know what? Next time you feel a gloomy gust coming around you, old girl in the next cubicle got a funky attitude. Take out your phone, pull up the podcast, listen to this episode of Poor Life Decision <laughs> so that yeah. we can brighten that your day. Is because... my I'd be at work laughing at <laughs> That's what we're here for. Talk to me. I'm like, excuse me, I'm listening to myself, but I'm cracking up. <laughs> and our fifth step is hey, <laughs> if you are the one, yeah. you need to acknowledge it. And y'all, that's not always easy to do but first of all you know what the first step is being willing to accept it if one of your friends lets you know hey you're you're be- you're being an eeyore wait I but eeyore, eeyore know what he can do. <laughs> no, we're not, no we are not picking on eeyore okay <laughs> no i mean no Stop being a gloomy gust. That's what we're going to call it. A sad sack. Don't be I'm a sad sack. I'm picking on the sack. <laughs> and like... <laughs> okay. Okay. So you've got to check in with yourself and ask yourself, you know, what is going to help you more? Being gross to people? Or removing yourself, pulling it together and realizing, hey, I don't want to infect everyone like this. And one thing that it says, now this is something I'm really good at. (laughs) You can let the people know like, hey, I had a bad day. I'm kind of in this space right now. It doesn't have anything to do with you. And I'm really, you know, happy that we're here or whatever. Like if I'm in a bad space, I've gotten pretty good about letting other people know that, hey, I am I have a funky attitude today. It does not have anything to do with you. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> and also, I'm really good at just staying my ass at home if I if I can't push through that. Like uh, I, I have a dear sweet coworker that comes in with energy and happiness on 10. And we have come to a moment when I was like, okay, you come in on 10. I'm really not a morning person and you're way up there and I'm way down here. So at 10 o'clock, you can talk to me. You can give me a hug. We're good. (laughs) Yeah. So he's just partially just like, you know, talking and coming to an emotional agreement. That is how our head secretary at our office is. That's how she is. She's so happy first thing in the morning. And she always like bops up to me. <laughs> and it's always like, I'm trying to fix my coffee. <laughs> like I'm already 15, 20 minutes late. I'm back here trying to make coffee. <laughs> and she always likes to pat me on the back. And it's like my back caves in because it's like, don't talk to me. <laughs> And you would think by now she would have learned. Like I've been at that office for about seven years now. You would think that she would have learned or like her desk is right by the stairs. And so I try to like <laughs> run up the stairs so that I don't. And she just stops me like in the middle of the stairs and just keeps talking and has to show me pictures of her grandbaby and everything. And I'm like, I don't want to see it right now. But then, like you said, 
about 9.30 after I drink my coffee and I come back down to get that some water bad. or something. Yeah. Like, I am all <laughs> smiles. Like, like we had a l- good long talk about <laughs> Game of Thrones today because yeah. this morning, though, I couldn't do it. Like, I'm trying to... And then the thing is, I'm trying to sneak upstairs because I'm already late. And then she always says my name loud. Yeah. And like... <laughs> <laughs> the, the boss's office is like on the other side of the stairs like oh, hush you see me trying to tip up these pants she's sweet oh, anyway like, we'll, we'll talk anyway. but she knows we ain't gonna really talk till after 10 and literally she'll look at the clock she's like oh it's time I can give you a hug now but I'm like okay <laughs> but anywho like we said, just be sure that you protect yourself from taking on unwanted feels. Recognize what's going on. Do not take it personally. Try to flip the script, bring on the self-care and recognize if it's you and then acknowledge it. And I think to me, that's the biggest one is that if you are in a mood at, at the very least, just let the people around you know that it doesn't have anything um, to do with there is a and just like a, a so there's a meme that was go ahead. like when hulk does it no it was like when i do i'm <laughs> angry and bitchy and pmsing but when hulk does it he's incredible so ever since that me and my coworkers, <laughs> when we are pmsing we call ourselves incredible <laughs> so i'll be like oh, i i am love it. incredible right now don't try me. <laughs> I love it. And I mean, that has to like kind of, you know, shift your mindset just by saying, Please, I'm pretty incredible right. today. So watch <laughs> out. Because <laughs> you thought about trying it. <laughs> and yeah, I think that that's just the best thing to do at the very least is just let people, if you're the one, let people around you know that, hey, this doesn't have anything to do with you. I'm going to try my best to not let it. And also, just so that you know, this goes to everyone. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. You're not as good at hiding your feelings. Speaking of. You are. I'm talking to you. You can't hide. I was talking to to some people that I used to be in choir with. And so... I was like, because my sister always needs my facial expressions. If somebody hits the wrong note, I get this look on my face. I look at that person. And I knew my sister knew, but there's somebody else who's like in the soprano section on the other side of the choir was like, yeah, I could see when somebody hit the wrong note because you have it all on your face. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh so everybody gets it. <laughs> see? I'm just saying, like, you're not, you don't hide. And I'm not, I mean, doing, you know, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to everybody out there. You do not hide how you feel as well as you think you do. So don't think you can fake the funk. Just go ahead and let people know, hey, this is what's up. Alrighty, all righty. So we're going to move on to <laughs> our favorite part of the pod, buy you a drink. Um. So I actually have one, and I remembered it. So <laughs> uh, today, I want to buy a drink for the almighty, um, today is Valentine's Day, recording day, but um, the almighty group text. So um, <laughs> I have several group texts in my life, but um, just like the group of women, yes. they're 
really uplift each other and even like even group of men and women <laughs> you just like overall like I text my family today and I was like yeah. my diabetes is 20 years old today it should be in college somewhere and not bothering me but here it is <laughs> and my family's like well you made it this far congrats <laughs> and I'm like oh y'all are so sweet <laughs> so just overall just a message any text message or safe space you have that um, just, you know, gives you love and support and encouragement whenever you need it and calls you out on your bullshit when you do need it, I guess. Rounds <laughs> for the group text. And I think it helps yeah. having several right. different um, ones. I'm Each trying one to get serves it its own purpose. Subscribe me to that. <laughs> I mean, I'll think about it. So <laughs> let me just give a disclaimer for how I am. <laughs> I like to keep my friends in groups. <laughs> and I don't like the groups. I, I like your <laughs> Let me have them. <laughs> no, you're more than welcome to join our group chat. We talk a lot. It is uh, he and I and another homegirl. And we talk a lot about our hometown. Like <laughs> That's the bulk of what we talk about. So if you want to put up with that, that is fine, but you're more than welcome. I will, I will add you to the group <clears throat> and you can, you can, you can join in with us. Cause we have some good talks. Like we have some good talks and they very often like tell me what to, to do on the show. So <laughs> I am going to buy a drink for <clears throat> traveling grace. <laughs> Sometimes we do dumb things. <laughs> So I had to go out of town twice this weekend for work and out of town isn't like, I mean, I ain't go far. <laughs> it's a three hour drive though, but I didn't go far. Um, and when I went Friday, I went, I left early Friday morning, it was still dark out. And then I came back Friday night. When I came back Friday night, I decided to take a more rural route. Now, let me tell you, <laughs> there's a reason I, I like to take this particular route because it is a straight shot. There are no turns. There are no exits. There are no stop signs. There are no stop lights. You just get and go. Now, the speed limit is only 55, but I know it's 50, but I said it. I set mine to 59, but, you know, speed limit is low, but. There are no stops. There are no stops whatsoever. You just get and go. And it's a straight shot. However, I cannot express how rural it is. So Friday night, y'all, it was so many goddamn deer out there on that damn road. And I was cussing myself out the entire time. because, like, I know better. Like, I grew up in the country. I know better. This time of year, it was freezing cold. I mean, they were just... I had about five or six heart palpitations. <laughs> they were, and then they were like just standing on the edge of the road, and then I have to slow down, and then like it'd be a whole family crossing the road. And one good thing, I think that maybe they are getting more used to cars. I guess because, which is not a good thing, I guess because really what it means is that we're infringing more on their natural mm -hmm. habitat, but. That whole deer caught in the headlight thing that they tend to do that makes you hit them. I didn't have any of that. It's like once they saw my headlights, they just turned and went the other way. Like, or they hurried on up what they were doing. 
it wasn't that freeze action. But but deer oh, can be so quick and so tricky. <laughs> like it's so rude. And I mean, they were some were huge, and then it was this whole family. Like, damn, you too, Bambi. It was the whole family. And so I just really was mad at myself because I knew better. And it's kind of what I deserved because also another plus of me taking that route is that I just kind of like <laughs> I set my cruise control. And like I said, I mean, speed is pretty low, so I'm going pretty slow. And this is normally when I put on the best performances of my life. I didn't even get to put on like my shows because I had to fucking pay attention <laughs> to be sure that I didn't hit a group of deer or that a group of deer <laughs> did not run into me. So I just thank the Lord for traveling grace. And I thank the Lord for just protecting me from my. Yeah. Family. I, uh, anytime I go home, <laughs> I leave like it. Five or six a.m. So I don't have to deal with the deer. <laughs> I'm still mad at myself. So about glad you made it safely. I'm still mad at myself about it. Thank so you. Thank it's you. been another <laughs> lovely episode of Poor Life Decision. We definitely want y'all to chat with us. We are on Instagram as Poor Life Decision. One decision because they're changing them one at a time. And then on Twitter, we are PLD Pod. Uh, we're super chatty, and we'd love to talk about the 4,700 people that are running for president right now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know it gives me anxiety. Don't I you just, know that It's a presidential palooza, and I'm here to talk about it. Um, definitely also check us out on Etsy. We are Poor Life Decision on Etsy, one word. Just, you know, chat with us. Um, review us on iTunes so other people can find us. It is Black History Month, so it is your yes. duty to <laughs> review Black podcasts. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> duty. yes. Talk to us. We talk back. Give us suggestions. Tell us what you're going through. And if you want to tell us something and you don't want us to like mention who you are or make yeah. it public, slide an idea. Or you, you can know, email us. us. What's up? At hello we want at poorlifedecision.com. Yeah. Oh. And we definitely will not bust you out. I forgot <laughs> our address. Thank you so much for saying that because I forgot our email address. Can you say it's it again? Like a hello <laughs> at poorlifedecision.com. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I was thinking the other day, we do have an email address. <laughs> And I would like to give it out so that people can, you know, send us in letters or whatever. And <laughs> I, I couldn't think of the, All right. <laughs> of the domain. Thanks. <laughs> All right, love guys. You, we love y'all. See you next week. Bye. See you